0: All right, here we go. We're good to go. It is February 9. I almost said February 8, but it's February 9, 2024, here at Common Sense Ohio weekend in and week out, bringing you your dose of common sense. We're brought to you by Harper Plus Accounting, where they not only not only will do your tax returns, but they'll make sure that your tax returns are correct. And how do they do that? It's planning, folks. It's planning. It means they meet with you. It means they help you establish what you need to do day in and day out, week in and week out, quarter in and quarter out, month in and I should have said month before quarters. Anyway, uh, it's Harper Plus Accounting bringing you the show every weekend. We've got Glenn Harper here at the table, boys. What's up, fellas? Holy mackerel. That's coffee talking. He brought coffee, so I'm talking really fast right now because I'm juiced up. Is there any other way? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, so a couple things about the show. You can check us out at common dot where the backlog of episodes resides. If you missed one, don't worry, go there, check it out. If you need to subscribe, you can do that there too. It'll take you right. Everybody says, "How do you now? How do you hear a podcast?" I still got people asking me that stuff. I was like, "It's easy. Go to common dot click subscribe, and it'll take you right where you need to go." We are now on video, so those who are watching, uh, spanning the globe on video, hello. Uh, and uh, I guess we're we're good to go. Norm missed last week, so. We're going to jump in, but I do have a World War II fact of the day that I always do, Glenn. It's always a World War yeah. II fact of the week, I suppose. February 9th in 1942, we started Daylight Savings. How about that? Stop. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It was a wartime what, deal.
1: What did wow. It, what was the purpose behind it?
0: Uh, I guess to give us- uh, to Get the factory workers uh, to work sooner. <laughs> got an right. extra hour <laughs> daily? <The> far,
1: it's, <laughs> it's farming. Farm it's, day, it's all yeah. about light. They borrowed from the future to give us today- it's
2: about you light. have to go back cool. could be light in the morning pre yeah. pre-gps control Year-round, tractors.
0: daylight savings time required that the mm. clocks be moved ahead one hour for the remainder of the war as a national defense measure to conserve energy there you go says the and we move clocks Yahoo back on this date on it's when it started
3: oh I got you okay it. gotcha okay so that's
0: the first the second thing that oh. happened on this day is uh in 1943 we took Guadalcanal. So the Solomon mm, Islands big. campaign, wow. we, we finally took Guadalcanal. And that was interesting because, you know, the, the Japanese until then, um, they we, we sort of stalemated, I guess, Norm and Coral Sea, and then we beat them in Midway and sort of stopped their advance, and now we decided that we're going to advance. And there was a little bit of politics going on because everybody in the world was saying Germany first. They wanted us to go over uh, and, and fight in the continent before we advanced in the Pacific so there was a little bit of a political maneuver, and I guess there was—I think it was a guy named uh, Admiral King. I forget who it was, but who uh, pursued the campaign in the Solomons. He sort of had tacit approval to go do it, and he did it. So,
1: We're in the march for takeover of all the islands. Where was Guadalcanal in that? Is that the first third, the first half, the final yeah, one? It's the first, first, first third. That's the first step?
2: So— There is a monument and the only monument to our fighting men in uh, Guadalcanal was erected by the uh, people of New Zealand because the the Guadalcanal and that that area that you're talking about, Glenn, was the launching off point. People assumed for attacking uh, Australia and New Zealand. Mm -hmm. It was very close. And, uh, you know. We lost a lot of guys at Guadalcanal. And you remember that? Um, oh gosh, what's it called? Uh, Green Acres. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie Albert. Yep. So Green he was Green Acres. FFA member. For he was record. a he was a coxswain uh, for in the Navy at Guadalcanal, and he, he, he you know he 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 always kind of downplayed his role. But the Marines at one point on one bit of the beach were basically being fought right back into the sea, literally. Like they're in water Mm -hmm. and the Japanese are just taking their heads off and nobody would go in. Eddie Albert went in and relieved those Marines, got them on board the LST or whatever the hell, those Higgins boats or whatever, Mm -hmm. and got them off that tip of beach and then, you know, reinserted them in a to say it's a safer place is is a joke because that was the first time that our propaganda machine was showing marines floating mm-hmm. in the in, you know in the water at the beach upside down bloated bodies and it really blew people away back in America about hey this is a real war like this isn't like you know, when Johnny comes marching home again, hurrah hurrah, or the Yanks are coming and all that yeah. bullshit. This is real shit.
0: Pretty real stuff. And then hmm. the campaign, just to put it in perspective, started in August of uh, forty two. I think August eight, I looked yeah. it up and it was August eight. So they finally captured Guadalcanal in February forty three. It was so a-
1: and and so they chose like that was the yeah. hardest the biggest stronghold that was at the very bottom. And then they south, and they just kept going up. Well, the idea, north, right? the
0: idea is the the Solomons were the, as Norm to said, the Japanese yeah. were sort of creating outposts there, so they right. could eventually attack Australia or even mm-hmm. you, even our, our west coast. I mean, they were sort of working their way. Now we stopped them at Midway, uh, right before that, and before Midway we stopped. It was sort of a, a stalemate at Coral Sea. The the difference though is we, I think we had the boats we could stalemate with the Japanese at Coral Sea and still be okay, okay. Mm-hmm. you know they they started losing their ships and it's like you know they had midway they lost i don't know how many carriers but it was not good yeah and uh so that gave us sort of a, a a foothold to go on the advance um but again you know we didn't we put that pacific off until after uh the continent you know we had d-day in 44 of june and then or june of 44 mm-hmm. and then uh eventually it was only japan so yeah the
2: okay. the book to read is written by richard Trigakis it's called Guadalcanal diary and he was a combat uh, Marine there. And that would be, and it was written immediately after the war. And that is kind of like, I've the, never read it. To that's a the definitive book about Guadalcanal from a grunt's point of view.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, like, which it's is not, the greatest, that's the best perspective. It's yeah. from his perspective, very limited scope. But then he talks about the overall thing, but it, it's not like from a scholar's perspective. Yeah. It's, it's it's you know a grunt You'd, perspective
1: in school in you know high school college they nobody really talked about the Pacific campaign it was all the European campaigns yes, so right, the, all right. these things you learn now it's I've learned all this way after the fact on my own we mm-hmm. didn't even there, there
0: was not a huge unit because that's what we used to call them in like ninth and tenth grade history not 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 a whole lot at all on World War II back in those days for us anyway yeah yeah I got interested later but you know Norm's favorite battle we missed you last week Norm the, the end of uh, of uh stalingrad i think mm-hmm. it was february 2nd mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so that's when they
3: so surrendered you, right so you brought up green acres as a as trivia yeah, as the, yeah. As two, as more, two, two more trivia yeah two more trivia this just popped up somewhere this weekend i gotta text myself this so new york is did, where i it. exactly be. did you know that bob crane of hogan's heroes played the drum solo at the beginning of that song wow cool no, uh, i had no idea the beginning of green acres of, of hogan's, heroes. Oh, hogan's heroes okay yeah, yeah the drum yeah, solo yeah, yeah. and the jacket he wore was the same jacket Frank Sinatra wore in Va- Von Ryan's Express.
0: Really, Bob Crane Hogan's jacket was was uh, yeah. Von Ryan's Express jacket.
2: It was well, it's on the on the hanger at the uh, yeah at the studio, which I could believe. The, I mean,
0: because that's because that's you want to see some you want to go read some weird like uh, Hollywood criminal history. Go read about Bob, Bob Crane, Crane and his murder. I mean, just bizarre stuff. Yeah,
3: but I didn't know that it's about bloody, the, the drum yes. solo that he played at the beginning. So it's just the snare. I love Hogan's Heroes. I know. Yeah,
1: Eddie Elbert, was a <sighs> he was an FFA member, Future Farm of America, he, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. is. He was isn't like it? our yeah. poster child when I was doing that in high school. Like he was like the most famous guy to go through it. <laughs> that's crazy, you know. right? Uh, so can yeah. you
2: see him in you know in in a Higgins boat or whatever he had? You know, going. Well, this in. is
0: just it though. This is like uh, I mean, this is these you know, guys this were is quiet. why he won the war. Yeah. It, it was the American sort of ingenuity, right? Uh, and this was uh, this is not me. Stephen Ambrose used to tout this. He, he would say. You know, the Americans would go in and solve problems. We had the authority at the individual level to solve problems. And that meant like these boys that came from the farms that were used to welding stuff, used to fixing stuff, used Trump to just shooters? like, yeah. you know, we got we to do that this. That was we one of his that. major,
2: and, yeah, he, he would point that out a lot in his books.
0: And only, and I think he pointed out mostly, or at least in large part, because the Nazis were the exact opposite. They were up and down the line regimented. If you wanted to do something, you had to have permission to do it. They did not have authority to act on their own in any way. Right uh no at any level up. i'm gonna down.
2: go one further steve so you see the front cover here of my pocket constitution yep. and what do you got here you got three rebels right and i think part of that is the inbred independence or if you will just willing to be disobedient in the, the american, american culture in the american character It's like, hey, uh, you know, that's why they were finding Japanese soldiers still on some of these uh, islands. 20 years later. Into
0: the 80s. Yeah. Right. Crazy.
2: Is is because they would not. And again, I think this is a character, a national character thing.
0: No surrender. They
2: would not disobey like Americans Americans after after 3 or 4 months of no planes flying over and no bombs going off a guy would wander out to the beach and start waving a a white you know sheet right. hey is this thing over or what's going you know but not the Japanese man their character is hey for the emperor I'm staying yeah. in the jungle I'm holding on to my Arisaka rifle and I'm ready
1: so remember it's Americans we are loyal to an idea and everybody yes. else was loyal to some figurehead who was yes. telling them what to do right. and that's yes. yeah you that's, can't a, a really with that. that's a really good point so yeah, which is, which is
0: relevant to what we're going to talk about a little bit today because you know the idea of worshiping your leader is not ingrained in our no, souls not a bit and when the, I hear people when I was in England uh, I spent a summer in England way back in college and then I talked to various people there was a british guy who was a conservative guy but he, he was up last summer and I'd spent i don't know a couple hours just BSing with him in my office he was a lawyer a barrister uh, who was visiting. But uh, he understood what I told him, which is, you know, I, I hear these Brits say, well, you know, we don't have gun control and, or we have gun control over here and everything's fine. We don't have this, we don't have that. <laughs> and my answer is always the same. It's like, yeah, we left. Yeah, we left. There's that. a reason. Yeah, we don't worship the crown. We don't, I mean, to us, that's so abhorrently stupid. You know, we don't do that here. You know, Leave we, me alone. We don't want people telling us what to do. Right. Uh, and we don't like the authoritarian uh, boot of like Biden right now, right, and, and it, right. all of the, all of his executive action. And- all
2: these people, uh, mainly, you know, I hate to, hate to you know, I sound like a a progressive hater, and I don't hate anybody, but the progressives and liberals, a lot of times, want to exalt the European countries and how they operate. Yeah. Many of them are monarchies. Many of them have official state religions that tax dollars go to and they're social it's insane it's like no i don't want
0: that we left we don't want that here. right we don't want the the people that you saw on the cover they didn't want that they're rebels they said no that's right no no, thank you i'm gonna go farm i'm gonna go kill my own food the cult of
1: george the third you yeah. know, bye, no, bye. thank you. We're, yeah. we're done. I get, I get my authority from a higher power and not from some dude or dudettes that's telling me that's what right. to do. That's, that's right. This ain't so going to happen.
0: We, now that, the natural,
2: natural rights of man, God-given rights. God-given rights. The, yeah. the Constitution did not give us the right of free speech. It guarantees the right of free speech, but it doesn't give it. The, those were pre-existing rights from God. Well, That's the American philosophy. And, you
0: you know, this goes back to like, and then I probably get too deep into this, but there's, there's two philosophers sort of at. That came along. One is a guy named Thomas Hobbes, and the other guy is John Locke. Hobbes would say that you know the natural state of man is chaos, and they kill each other, and you know it, it just derides or derides, degrades, derides, whatever it would be into war all and right. and whatever. Therefore, we need this. We need to sort of pledge power to a, a, an authoritarian government to to keep us all in check. Um, Locke took the exact same set of facts and says therefore we don't need a government power to keep us all in check, you know, and it's like the two differences. We adopted the Lockean view, which is like, look, we engage in agreement, mutual respect, uh, contracts with each other, and Locke would say, look, I mean, if it's true what, what Hobbes said, we'd all be dead. You know, it's like right. we kill each other, but no, we have learned to live in harmony, you know, and, right. and it's because we,
2: we choose a leader. We, we, we choose a leader. Even the Vikings chose their leaders. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like. And,
0: and limit the power. That's right. right? That's and, and right. We, we created a limited leader only to do the things that our natural competition in life would not uh, take care of on its own. That's right. Um. And it, uh, it, it's sort of a fascinating philosophical approach that I think Americans uniquely have on the world.
3: Well, it's a lot of based in Christianity,
0: too. It, very based in Christianity. You, you know? You know, we're, we're all the, God's all, children.
3: Right? Paul writes to the Romans saying, you know, God's the dude yeah that, this that's that's it I as mean, winston
1: as winston would say if we don't have rules we're just like the animals right
3: yeah <laughs> yeah winnie, winnie the Pooh.
2: now there's there's a rich source for uh no, winston, quote, winston
3: winston from
1: uh uh-huh. um uh, the uh of reeves movies the uh oh uh,
3: uh, you know it you'll figure yeah. it out you're mr movie <laughs> yeah yeah it, you'll it, pop it, in is your it, head uh, i forget the killer shit.
1: Yeah, when he's uh, John son, Wick. John yeah, Wick. Wick. Yeah, all oh, that. So, so wait, the only way you can, everybody has to agree to a set of rules, and then somebody's going to kind of like mediate that or whatever. And if yeah. we if we don't have rules, then we will be what we were for thousands of years, just killing right. everybody. But we random.
0: don't need the authoritarian individual to cram down the rules. We can contract and negotiate amongst ourselves. We agree to the rules. How we mm-hmm. want to operate in life and, and we
2: really have lost the thread in america we've lost that we've, we've lost we, we that depend thread
0: upon the almighty big brother now right and it's like we don't need that right, right. We, we 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 function without it every on,
2: every personal problem or family issue or behavioral trait big brother, people we'll expect fix it. you know the government to 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 you know tuck them in at night and kiss them you they, know, I need them night, to tell me night. what bathroom
1: to use, to be all honest. I just never know which one to go in anymore. It's <laughs> but it, meanwhile, we both got feet. people dying on the beach, but we're more concerned about what bathroom to use. I mean, it's, it's a good w- use yeah. of resources. I'm yeah.
0: Yep. As, I, as I tell my youngest son, actually both sons often, you know the hardest place to look for any solution to any problem is the mirror. You know, it's like, But it's almost always the right That's place the to right look. That's
1: the right place to look, though. And you know. it's where
2: yeah. you can take direct action yep. for, for immediate results.
1: You yeah. get the fun house mirror, then you can be real skinny <laughs> if you want to look at it the right if it blends. Put so the
2: crack pipe down. down for God's sakes, put the crack pipe down.
0: Yeah. That's, you a, know. that's a good start. Yeah. That's a good start. It's a real good start. And I wish
2: they do that in DC, you know, <laughs>
0: right. because,
2: because well, th- the things are out of control. I mean, you know, well, speaking
0: it, of DC, yeah. you know, we might as well jump into it. There was a U.S. Supreme court argument yesterday yes. on whether Donald Trump can be on the ballot in Colorado. <laughs> I mean, so geez. I think we've all made our predictions here. We don't need to go into it. I didn't listen to it. I had some, I had a couple of people text me. It's like, did you listen to the argument? I was like, I didn't want to appear like I was too stupid, so I had to Google it. U.S. Supreme Court argument, and it was the Trump argument. I didn't even yeah. know it was happening. It
2: was two hours. I mean, it was a lot yeah. of discussion. Mm-hmm. So,
0: and I, and I hear that sort of both sides of the court. You know, you've got the two, uh, sort of the, the the liberals and then the conservatives, for lack of a better way to put it. I, th- I heard they both were sort of like, come on, very skeptical about right. Colorado trying to keep Trump off the ballot.
2: Yeah, yeah. using a civil war, you know, amendment. Yeah. That was directed towards officers of the Confederacy. I mean, that's the original intent. And I, I, I I don't think that you can twist that. And even, uh, Kagan who, you know, a liberal appointee to the Supreme court, she was clearly uh, thinking this is uh, that there was no substance to the argument.
1: So what if you just hand wrote somebody's name on a ballot? If they, if they, if they don't, Put it official in there. Aren't you always allowed to handwrite somebody on there?
0: Well, I think it's going to it's an interesting question. I think each Mm -hmm. individual state has the authority to create their election process. And, you know, there are write in candidates uh, often. And I would be I would wonder how that would work in Colorado if Trump were not on the ballot. I mean, first of all, it doesn't really matter. He's not winning Colorado anyway. Uh, So it's like somewhat irrelevant um but it's it's very relevant i suppose for precedential purpose but Absolutely. i wonder i don't know what happened in colorado if they if they weren't on the ballot how many write-ins he would get
1: because mickey mouse gets a lot of them on write-in ballots. you hear <laughs> probably about that probably he does, all the yeah. time like oh mickey mouse is running
0: i got i got some votes for was it for governor no kidding. You well, got I, right the,
1: oh, yeah. yeah. I voted. At least two. <laughs> I voted for you. Yeah, I cool. did, too. Well, <laughs> I mentioned people. that oh, on the show. Who was your, yeah, I who was read your running in. mate? Who's your lieutenant governor? I,
0: I had to pick him on
1: the fly. No, no, that's, that that's that would, would have been you. No, that's that's we would have
0: trusted my you. We would have trusted you. So I think this is a good segue into what you do, Glenn. I think that if I had the control of Ohio, I would probably call you up and say, can we whip this state into shape, financially speaking? And I'll bet you we could do it in about a year.
1: You know, if we could get rid of ninety eight point three percent of the bureaucracy and the special interest of this code, that code, that code, and just say, "Look, here's what you pay," on and like you know, trying to do for other clients in other states, everybody has a separate set of rules. Everything is taxed different. You try to get, find out something sales tax in Ohio. It's impossible. You have to call them. They try to cite the code. You get the paperwork. You look at it. Then you got to make an interpretation. Is that really what they're trying to say? Then you got to make an assessment and go with it. But they always have the authority to come back because they know that's not what it really says. So how do you how do you navigate? It? If you just make it simple, like everything is just one percent. Yeah. All right. So you have yeah, everything 1% you sell is one percent. Everybody pays X up to a high amount on your real estate tax. That's it. Like it says a million-dollar house or a trailer, you pay X up to a cap, and that's it. And it's real easy. And whatever you make in income, this is your percent. Just flat it out. Takes a lot of people like me out of a job, Hallelujah. I'd rather do something else, right? right. But
3: that well, but then, solves it demystifies everything. for Joe it's too hard. Pack to understand it's too- really we probably would still use someone like you, but at least we go in knowing a little bit more knowledgeable and a little more power to us. It's
1: not fair because the average person they go into selling some e commerce online and they're gonna sell to thirty counties in Ohio and in seven states, perhaps. How do they know? How do you set up sales tax right. and all? how many counties yeah. are in the U.S.? 2,000 and some, whatever. How do you know the different codes, the different rates? How do you go file it? How do you pick it up? Like, why? Why has it got to be like, why has it got to be so hard? So Amazon has got an army of CPAs and attorneys figuring that out, and they're getting billions put toward it. Sally working out of her house and wants to go sell some soap to 10 different counties, three right. different states. She's got to do the same thing Amazon has to do. Just more commas, but the same concept: to set up, execute, pay. And if you don't do it, they come at you the same way. It's just—it's just not fair. Well,
0: think about the bureaucracy, mm-hmm. though. you, you, you mentioned it, you mentioned bureaucracy, and I think there is a there's a lot to be said about this. So if if you need to have if you have it so complicated uh, that we have to request all these dollars from our citizens, but then I, I wonder how much of it is self-serving because what does the bureaucracy cost? How many people are we employing in the state of Ohio? that their only job is to figure out who has to pay what and then send out notices for how much you have to pay. And if you just cut that out of the budget, like how much less could you collect in tax? You know, it's like it—it it beca- it's this leviathan to go back to Hobbes, It's this leviathan that keeps growing and growing and growing.
1: Right. C- city tax in Ohio is there's only a few states that will have local tax, but city tax in Ohio, however many municipalities we have, you know, hundreds, they, each city has to have their own tax department to not only collect, levy, enforce, and do what has to be done. So there's a person at every single city. Yeah, Rita. Well, Rita's name, Rita right? is Rita. She's <laughs> well, yeah. regional She's income the tax authority. Ass. She oversees, say, 200 cities.
2: Plus the school districts. Well, that's something different. Yeah. So this is just city. Or their income you know. tax. Okay. So
1: these municipalities will partner with Rita. So Rita can has the infrastructure to help yeah. the collective do it. Right. But there's still, we call them generic cities, that they do it on their own. Dublin, City of Dublin, they do their own income tax department. Yeah. They don't partner with anybody. Columbus manages a couple, yeah. but CCA manages a couple. So if you don't have the top five groups that hold it, the rest of people, it's just there's an individual apartment. we well, got to pay somebody, two or three people, 50, 80 yep. grand a year, right. have an office space for a municipality uh, in. You know Mechanicsburg,
3: or where you know pick a city. Who
1: needs to spend that kind of money? Right. So we'll scale that up all at
0: every level all well, the way up to the top. That's, that's the what I'm saying.
2: You throw Ohio allows school districts to put income taxes on the ballot, and many districts the the voters have approved it. So then they, in addition to your city income tax, you have a school income tax, and you know it's just another layer of confusion for the average. You know, and then person. how many
0: people, like if you got rid of all the people that we employ in order to figure all this out, how much money would you save? And it, you probably don't need the tax in the first place if you got rid of half, if you got rid of at like half of them.
1: So Ohio is trying to make, They a few years ago, they implemented where you can pay the Christmas, I mean, you could pay your city taxes via the state of Ohio. But you have to set up and if you don't do it right, you get penalized. And it's just a fundamental shift of paying a city yeah. or paying the regional income tax authority. Now you've got to pay the state. They take a cut. Then they give it back to whoever it needs to go to. Why right. is it going wow. to be so you're hard?
0: you money through how many positions that don't need to exist.
1: Why does, it, why does, it, why does government
3: make it so complicated? And then you get treated. You don't understand it. You, you, well, you, so if you're, you, I think you answered a question. It's government. Just, so <laughs> they want to do You that. get
2: treated differently, yeah. too, depending on. Like, like take the situation of Columbus. Columbus has an income tax. So if you're a plumber that lives in Gahanna, right? You don't live in Columbus. But you're driving into Columbus to do a job in Columbus, okay? Then they've got to figure out. So Gahanna's also got an income tax. So then you've got to figure out how to apportion that guy's time. He's running around in the van going to Reynoldsburg and then Westerville. And he's, you know... How is he really supposed to comply with the law? Because he's doing jobs in these different municipalities, but yet he lives at home. Do you
1: want the real answer for that, how you do it? It's a mess. So, so you know, the, where the income is earned gets the tax first. Then where you reside, If you will pay the delta. So if you work in a city that's a 2% and you live in a city that's 2.5%, you pay the delta. Or you, the city where you reside may not give you full credit they only say, well, you worked at 2%, we we'll only give you a 1% credit. So yeah. you gotta still pay the other one and a half for where you live. So yeah. now you're paying two plus one, you're paying three and a half percent to the city now. Then you add on your state and your Fed. So I mean it's it's, it's insane. It's, it's, it's really
2: lucy. hard. So yeah, you know, I know a little bit about the interstate commerce uh, trucking and busing industry. There's a tax uh, overseeing agency called IFTA, okay, at the federal level.
0: And if the bus comes, you got to pay.
2: <laughs> so what they do is they apportion by, by mileage, right? If, if you're doing it, let's say a coast to coast run in a, in a yellow freight truck with, they're out of business now, but whatever, yeah, another on. trucking company. And, and you're going through 13 different States. Each of those States wants their portion of the diesel tax Right. Mm-hmm. For rolling through
0: their state. Whether you bought it there or not.
2: Yeah. So so they have all this GPS crap and log books and all this stuff. And it all goes to this agency in DC that then redistributes the tax, you know, the the fuel taxes back to those states so this is, in proportion.
0: This is relevant for what's going it's insane. on. Because when you cram down that kind of regulatory scheme, right. you essentially eliminate the ORI, the owner operators. Um, because it becomes too it's too, too difficult, too burdensome to meet the regulatory scheme. This is very similar to gun That's control. Right. So it's like they think, all right. and you
2: create a black market, Steve. And you create a black market because the, well, right. then there's truckers who just say, "I'm not, I'm not going to get any authority from anybody. I'm just going to roll. I'm going to run it. Right. I'm
0: going to run it." And mm. so, like, and like people always wonder. Uh, now or people are are bitching now about how much their goods and services are costing and they're like well the, these businesses they're just taking advantage of us except they, the businesses can't find the labor I was just talking to a very good friend Glenn he's your client too I'm not going to mention his name but he runs a business and he can't find any labor um, so and you know the, he, and he's offering real money yeah. um, but he yeah. can't find any labor yeah um, now eventually he's going to have to offer enough to find the labor and then that's going to impede upon his bottom line so much that he's going to have to raise his prices. So that's just one way this happens. Now, if you had to have labor to meet like these regulatory demands, scale that up. Like that's why your eggs are, that's why everything is costing more is because of this. And And, also
2: destroys opportunities, you know, for the customer.
0: Well, it destroys opportunity for the entry level position. So our kids aren't getting entry level positions and therefore they can't advance. So if you want to really tamp down minorities and prevent them from advancing and making money in the world, then raise the minimum wage high enough in the cost of uh, work high enough where nobody's going to hire them.
2: So you you guys have probably heard in Pennsylvania of uh, Hershey, Carlisle, you know, these big, huge swap meets that they have for gearheads, yeah. right? Mm. And they'll have a Corvette one and a Mustang one and whatever, Mopar yeah. one. And um, I, I used to go, uh, probably for 15 or 20 years, I would go to the Ford one at Carlisle. And what the state of Pennsylvania would do is they actually had inspectors going from now, we're talking about guys that take an old intake, you know, manifold, put it on the table and a couple of wheels and a, and a car horn. And, you know, like they're just cleaning out their garage, right? Or whatever. Yeah. The state of Pennsylvania is going from table to table to find out if you're registered to pay their income tax, right, for sales that you're because making. Because they don't
0: have sales tax.
2: No, they do have sales tax, and they want your sales tax.
0: I thought, I thought Pennsylvania did not have sales tax. Yeah, they, 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 they do and they, they do. didn't
1: <clears throat> they used to not have a city tax but they have what's called a borough tax they put in about seven years ago or so which is the same as our city tax but it's even more convoluted than the, the ohio so it's a, it's a cluster
2: so what people do, but what i did steve i would put out all my stuff on the table and i and and i told the guys from pencil just state guys i'm not selling anything here these are all samples right and then my customers when i go back to ohio Right, they know what I have, and they ship, and I'll them. ship it yeah. from Ohio. So you're getting Pennsylvania. You're getting screwed out of money. Like if you just made it easy, if you made it easy, right? Yeah. But you want me to file an income tax return and pay state sales tax. There, there's no way i'm going to add it's those lun- layers lunacy, of, comp- right. of 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 complication yeah, to my life lunacy. so you're you're mm. just screwing the local people that would normally say oh i like that wheel here's 20 bucks for that wheel you're you're shafting your so he, own people so yeah. here's the
1: kicker with that they don't the tax it's not a um you're the fiduciary you're supposed to collect it and pay it so it doesn't cost you anything whether you sell in state or out of state right. wherever you the end customer is you have to withhold right. the tax or charge exactly. it. exactly if you don't
2: like amazon they Just, will
1: come back to you and make you pay it right even though you didn't collect it right so you're on the you you whether you sell it there or somewhere right. else right. you're supposed to file it who can do that it's Damn. impossible it, it's, it's, it's impossible so, it's yeah. so yeah. but if you the don't top. they will come in and shut you down they'll make you pay well, and
0: we're seeing hmm. the same so how does this relate, Glenn, to sort of the gig economy? You know, you see these like the Uber drivers and Lyft drivers. California was trying to make them uh, W-2s and not 1099s. And it it it, it, do, it all has the same practical effect. Yeah. It puts them out of business. Or it drives the, the, the black, collection black process underground. Yeah. So
1: remember the whole point of going from everybody used to be self-employed back in the day. And then you would have to pay your quarterly taxes every quarter. That's how it was. Well- the government realized that people weren't doing that because it was hard to do. So well, I believe it would have been uh, who is our guy? Roosevelt basically said, um, FDR said, Hey, we're going to put, make the department of labor. Everybody has to be an employee. And if you mm-hmm. do that, then you put the onus of collecting the tax for the withholding on your paycheck to the employer. Cause you can enforce that. Cause that's the one to many. Yeah. So now everybody became an employee. Well, they keep moving that way because that's how you get your self-employment tax. You get your Medicare tax. Yes. You, uh, you get all yeah. those things, yeah. the unemployment. Well, and,
0: and and not only that, it has this other impact that the, the, the populace doesn't know how much they're paying in tax.
1: Correct. So yeah. as right. California Turn. goes the other way f- with that, their whole point is to put the power to the employee and be able to make the employer enforce whatever directive that is. Whereas if you're just an independent contractor, you're kind of freewheeling doing what you do. You still report your income, do what you do, but you're not real beholding to anybody. You just report your things. But they want somebody to tell you what to do. It's That's all great. about the control and reporting it. That's and, great. again, you if you're trying to go out there, hustle a side gig, and this is the platform you have. Everywhere in this country, you can be an independent contractor on Uber. But all of a sudden, California, your employee will – those people can't. They don't want to right. do that. It's so that's not built. That cost they're, they're is not,
0: not built into the fee. It. So they're going to lose Uber and Lyft, and they're going to c- get the taxi cabs back. You know that, that's what, that's what they want. Yeah. 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 All right. Anyway, right. what else you got there, Norma? Mm-hmm. I know. I know you're chomping at the bit to get through the paper chase. here. Well,
2: not really. I mean, it, there's just been so much. Um, it, let's cover some Ohio stuff. I mean, the national stuff we can. You know, we're all getting anyway. But um, since we were talking about taxation. A group of uh, Ohio House members and senators uh, ha- are putting together a bill to phase out the state income tax. And, um, you know, the bill hasn't, uh, to my knowledge, I, yeah, I didn't check uh, in the last couple days, hasn't been introduced yet, but the idea would be to reduce the state income tax in phases, to bring it down to maybe half of what it is the first couple of years and then eventually get it down to zero. Um, and you know,
0: well, Glenn, what say you to
1: that? So they're gonna they did this way back. I think it was ninety, was it oh three? Whenever they put in the commercial activity tax, the cat tax, I remember. And that. basically, oh. it said we're gonna stop corporations from paying tax, and we're not gonna pay make you pay tax on your personal property, inventory, tables, anything tangible, and for the for that. We're going to then charge everybody a tax on their gross revenue. And if you gross in revenues more than 150, less than 150,000, you pay nothing. And if you make a revenue of 150,000 to a million, you would pay 150 bucks, just flat fee. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all fine and dandy. Um,
0: and that's everybody, right? Everybody with an LLC, with a corporation. Anybody a, who right. does
1: business, commercial activity, that's what you pay. Well, that turned out to be a pretty good deal for them and now they're try- they're modifying where the new threshold is 3 million starting next year so a lot of people won't have to file this thing but all it did is that made the people that have the money they weren't paying this one tax but they're turning around and paying this other tax so all it is is a bait and switch it's a right? well yeah cuz they're saying
3: there's going to be a 20 billion dollar hole in the budget well obviously they're going gonna to about? make it up somewhere if if there truly is a 20 billion dollar hole by doing this it's got to come somewhere. Else. If
1: we would, if we could be like Florida and we could add some, you know, beaches and some amusement parks and things that people would want to come to Ohio, we could right. make the tourists pay for it. But yeah. we don't have that. Well, we've got the studio, which is a big deal, right? So, <laughs> but that, the the challenge is, it's it's what everybody keeps forgetting about all these discussions. It's it's not a tax problem. It's a spending problem. Right. If we figure out what we actually want to, well, this pay, is where you and
0: I are going to take over. We're gonna we're gonna create a budget. And it's really sort of easy. I did this. We do this personally. Like I know how much money I have coming in every month, and then I know how much money I need to spend every month, and guess what? I usually end up ahead on my end cuz I like to save money. Now, it's if, crazy talk. It, like imagine if the government did that.
2: So let me answer Brett's point. So Brett Brett brought up the that is the answer you would hear from somebody who operates with a zero-based budget, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where's the other 20 billion going right. to come from? Here's the effing answer, people. When you lower the taxes, it's like the field of dreams. People will come. That's That's the philosophy. So you get rid of the income tax, but your Intels, your GMs, your Hondas, your BMWs, your Boeings, all of a sudden your state is much more attractive for people to come in to move here, not just for tourism, but- to actually right, well, relocate. Enough. And then because what is Uncle Norm thinking now that I'm getting a little older? I'm gonna pull the ripcord at some point, like Sean Hannity just moved to Florida, like Rush Limbaugh moved to Florida, like a lot of people in New York State moved to Florida. At some point you're you're like, Well, why am I paying all this money when I could go to Tennessee, Florida? texas arizona i forget one of the montanas maybe but there's like there's only s- one montana there's like uh, excuse Wyoming. Dakota. dakota there's Nevada. like there's Wyoming. like six or seven states that have no income tax right screw it you know like i'm gone man you so, know
1: but here's the thing that's what you just mentioned those businesses this is the dirty little secret is i can go right now I can like next to Steve's building, I can say, hey, city, I'm going to come and tear this building down and build a new one. But to do that, I need a property tax abatement and well, I'm going to sure. have a payroll tax right. abatement for 10 years. Right. So meanwhile, I build this monstrosity building next to Steve. I don't pay any property tax. I don't pay any income tax. Right. And Steve's building now is worth more. So Steve has to pay full boat. So now I've got an uncompetitive advantage. This is what this is what Intel does. This is what Honda. They come in, they get it all. They don't pay any taxes for quite a long time. We're hiring people; that's great, but they're contributing nothing to the tax base. But they are providing jobs, so we build the
2: economy. Now you sound like me, (laughs) and it's
1: but it's like so. I'm out
2: there. I'm I'm out there in Intel land. So you know, I'm well aware. My real estate taxes went from four thousand a year to eight thousand in one
1: year. You will pay. Okay. And that's well,
2: because all of a sudden, supposedly, my little farmlet is now worth double, right? And it's only because this little hot spot in the real estate market, all of a sudden, like the auditor and the recorder and the county commissioners say, oh, we can't do anything. Yeah, you can go to the legislature and basically say, you know, for people who were there in the first place, like your little old lady widowers,
3: kind of a farmstead feel to it.
2: They, right? cannot, yeah. they cannot. They and cannot the way, pay the their, inc- their they, real estate tax, it,
0: and it's not. It's not like they can just put a sale sign and go somewhere. You know, th- exactly. like these people have had. They've been there their entire lives. That's right. So, like in your scenario, Glenn, somebody puts property right next to mine, and all of a sudden, I have a bottom line on this building, and I, it, it's it's found its level. And then all of a sudden the government says, well, you know, your property values have gone up because Glenn built this building next door. Right. So now you got to pay $10,000 more a year. Like, I can't do it. Right. So that means I sell.
1: So here's the point that we're basically saying, and this is the complaint about the average person, is that I just, I just need it to be equitable, equ- equitable across the board. Everybody's paying the same rate, value, and it's got to be capped because... The average person cannot keep up. Well, look, with it, 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 it is
0: somewhat. But here's the problem: all these special interest political agendas, right? Whether on either side of the fence, once they put their finger on the scale one way or another, like giving you a little bit of a uh, an a advantage vague. because they think, you know what? We need to infill the city with housing. So what we're going to do is we're going to subsidize commercial developers to come in and uh, put new buildings up. So there's, I know right now there's a grant available if somebody wanted to buy this building, take it down to the dirt and build apartments they could do it and they would get a grant from the city or the state i forget which
2: well we talked about that in one of our shows that the state of ohio has this financing program
0: so So, well that's free so that's right they get the demo permits they get it all for free all that stuff they get to procure the asset and do it all for free because there's a quote grant the problem now is now the property rates go or property values go up next door they gotta pay the tax. And that's what you're saying, Glenn. And it's like And so maybe
2: it's a little old lady on fixed income like social or, security. Or you know, and a she, small she business that's run. She right. can't pay the, the tax.
0: So it's it's always it's equitable as it is, but as soon as the government tips the scale, as soon as they put their finger on the scale to promote some agenda, that's when it goes haywire.
2: So right. what is so Intel, the only reason they're they're coming to Ohio is because of the CHIPS Act. And they actually said in their press release last week that they were slowing construction down because the Chips Act money for the ne- for the forthcoming fiscal year hasn't been approved yet and given to them. Mm. So they they are literally like they're on the government teat, literally yeah. waiting for their construction schedule to get more tax dollars. And 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 so the government's and picking winners and
0: losers, losers here. Meanwhile, yeah. I can't build my house because every concrete truck in Central Ohio is going to Intel. So now I got to pay more for my house and that's not even in the same county. That's
3: well, and, right. and, and and you think of the logic of that saying So you're holding back a year because you're not getting governmental money. So what does that mean that you think of the future for, for Exactly. For your business. Exactly, right. So there's no future? Exactly. Unless you wait for another year, right. why don't you just plow right ahead? Brett, because then you can get making those chips. Excellent point. And get going. If Free it is better than earn money, remember. I know. Yeah. But if, exactly it, right. if it
2: made business sense, investors would be be supplying the say, money. Get that it the done chips now. Had. Right. They they would say
3: exactly. Oh wow,
2: uh, Taiwan might get taken over by China. So th- all of a sudden there'll be a need for more chips made in a for our national security in a domestically safe location. Well, so look, yeah. where
0: do we stand on this then? So there are some restrictions we could, well, Trump was trying to do this too, right? There are some restrictions that you could put on sending businesses offshore. You know, you could you could maybe try to regulate it that way. And then the incentive would happen a little bit more naturally for businesses, for yeah. the chip companies to just build them right here in the United States yeah. somewhere. And then they would at least have to choose the best place for them. That's right.
1: right. You know, right. So, and remember that the, the key thing that Trump was trying to do was trying to All really people really want is a level playing field. That's right. We want to have the same rules. If I've got to run a business and I've got OSHA, the EPA, workers' comp, unemployment, all the different special interests, property type, and i got to play by these rules and another company in another country has none of those rules – well, they're obviously going to be able to make it cheaper yeah, than I can. Right. I can't compete we're gonna, straight we're up offshore at all. The right. only way I can compete with that is if somebody says, you know what, Glenn, you you can build this, you can build this product for hundred dollars and sell it for one fifty. This company is going to sell it for one fifty, but it only costs them fifty bucks to make. So what we're going to do is we're going to put a tariff on that, right, right. Country, that that particular business or country. So you're at least on a level com- competitive rate. Exactly. Every blue right. Trump up for that, and it's like. Cause it like that hurt their shipping because they're shipping from overseas. Right. Well, listen, buddy, you have it's to bigger than that. You. it's bigger than you. This is we not blew a it up for, you or me. That's you know, right. this right. is this Country goes thing.
0: all the way back to uh right. to NAFTA, right? I mean, this is Correct. like these are yeah, some of these issues. blew up NAFTA, right? So this is like we now have we, it, it, people have just gotten so accustomed to going having their stuff made in China because right. it's so cheap. But if you tariffed it, it there's a there's growing pains you know it's going to take a decade probably before it, it the field is leveled but then the problem is a new president comes in and gets rid of it all and it, it it's like it never gets anywhere
1: for so. me it just I just want to open up. I just want to buy a product that I can actually open up the freaking packaging. <laughs> Without scissors. So if it's made here, I feel like it's going to be like in a bulk and I can just grab it and go with it. But it, no, it comes from where else. I can't open it. So it's so impossible. Let yeah, me that's just that's a little thing. Out,
2: let me tell you a little story about uh, professional hand tools for like mechanics. Okay. Right. So, you know, big names used to be Stanley, Craftsman, Mac, Snap on uh you know matco Matco, exactly milwaukee right uh crescent so in comes this chain harbor freight right and they're selling uh, sockets and wrenches for a dollar right and craftsman's 15 dollars right so
0: all your but they say pittsburgh oh
2: yeah that's right (laughs) yeah
3: so all your good
2: old boys go they, they start buying at Harbor Freight. So now Craftsman is just a brand name, right? Yeah. And when you, when you, if you talk to a dealership mechanic, you know, the guys that have $30,000 roll around chests yet with all these gleaming tools that they're, they're snap on, man, when he brings them a $250 wrench that used to be made in Chicago, it's now made in China and it still says Snap on snap on on it. And so what has happened is you go now go into Harbor Freight, those sockets and wrenches aren't a dollar anymore. Now they are ninety nine or whatever. So China did this big loss leader in just this one industry, and it's happening to hundreds of industries. They do a loss leader for 10, 20 years, right? They crash the competition. So craftsman's gone. And then they raise the rates. And then they raise the price. It's, yeah. it, it's it's, the, and now they're just raking Because it.
0: They're, they got slave labor effectively. Exactly.
1: Right. But remember, too, like the the blue collar or the hands-on working with tools was a necessity for everybody. You, you had to have tools to work on stuff. And Today, only the professionals need it because nobody else knows how to run a tool. So you're going to go pay two bucks for a cobalt wrench. It's a piece of crap. But for that one use, it's perfect and you can throw it away. The professional is going to go buy the good stuff because that'll last forever. Because they respect the tools right. that they buy. Exactly. But, yeah. but the average person now doesn't need a quality tool because but they only back need back in the day,
0: and this is even in my teen years like uh, the prosumer would go by craftsman
1: because it looked guaranteed uh, forever because mm-hmm. it was
0: guaranteed for it, exactly. you know it because wasn't the snap-on quality and i don't know what the difference is frankly stuff, but, it
2: was really good but stuff it was it was. good stuff
0: like I, I got a craftsman set of tools from the back in the 80s yes. and i still have them right you know, they're, they're great and right i've never broken a socket and i'm not out there wrenching on them every day but i've done my fair share yeah and i still have them and that was but and they were cheap I mean, relatively they were
2: reasonably priced. You know, yes, you know,
0: it was like it, it was reasonably. You could go get yourself at Sears through yeah. the catalog a set of mm-hmm. Craftsman tools. Yeah. and it meant something. Now it's junk. Yeah, and if you broke that perception, if you broke
1: that Craftsman tool, you take it back as long as you can read
3: Craftsman on it. They give, give you brand new. Give you even if okay. it were rusty.
0: I've yep. I've taken in rusty sure. screwdrivers, and handed it to them, and they gave me
3: another one. Right. Wow. Yeah. Well, and even to the point, I you know, we all have tools from our dads. Yep. You yeah. know and. Right. I love the, I mean, because you grab a tool that your father held. Even a granddad. Even yeah. a granddad, Feels exactly. Different. And they're no, no longer around, but you still feel them there. Right. They surge through you. You're getting that aura like, okay, this is how dad, this is how grandma. So, how I warped do
2: I am, Brett? I have my grandfather's hammer and screwdriver in a case. With a little light to to, to display cool. it There's in my abs- li- in my living room. There's
3: absolutely mm. nothing warped about yeah. That. Yeah. that. Because I think we should channel that energy that we got from them. He scratched his name, it's Charles. A ne- Charles with the leather. Uh, yeah. The, leather That's rings. Yeah. So yeah. Dremel, Dremel tools. Cool. Yeah, Dremel <laughs> tools. <laughs> but we lo- we've lost that respect for the tools that we use. Yeah. So it's all throwaway now.
2: Yeah. Well, we throw away our appliances. Like, yeah. You know, if your dehumidifier goes out.
1: People yeah, made, want, yeah, nobody, that, nobody fixes
3: it. Uh, right, I and mean, it's built that way, though. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. you know. I wish I, I could have about a,
1: about a fridge in the house like the old one with the, the handle. You pull it open, it had the the oh. freezer unit in the middle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that thing would last oh, forever. Yes, you could. Turn you could the door get inside, inside out. that
3: during a nuclear war and survive. You yes. turned it exactly. inside out.
1: You could put a whole keg in there, plus your food, oh, yeah. and it would, la- it would just run forever. Use yeah. no forever. electricity. And now they just make stuff that you, you throw away and they year. It's horrible, and they're four grand. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, they're, yeah, they're crazy. It's not money. even it's, that they're cheap, right? You're, you're exactly.
3: Right. It's a four way. Uh, yeah.
1: Let's see some other
2: Ohio things. So, do you guys remember this back in 2022? Remember that terrible case where the uh, Uber Eats or whatever it was, the delivery lady with the little Honda, she had two kids in the back seat and she went into a Donato's. Oh, yeah, the kidnapping. To, to, yeah. And then oh, while yeah. she was in Donato's getting the food to run back out, she left her car running with two kids in it, right? Mm-hmm. Not, not, they found them over
0: in the Dayton airport or something. They found
2: one in in the Dayton airport parking lot just like outside. The other one they found, the two women actually did the police work, uh, the two two civilian women in Indianapolis. She took the other kid to Indianapolis and abandoned the car. Um, so two women, so this is great. So, so so anyway, the news item is that she was the, the, the perp, um, Let's see. Her name is uh, Janicea Brooks. Oh, oh, excuse me. That's a wrong case. Um, there's another case we can the, get into. Um, but the uh, the mother... Oh, here it is. Uh, Nala Jackson, 25 years old, sentenced to 20 years. She pled guilty. Uh, federal court, two counts of kidnapping. She got 20? She got 20. 20. Yeah. So, that's a big number. That's a you big number. You could have num- got her a
1: better deal, Steve. Probably. Yeah.
2: Well, she... Mm. She pled guilty and whatever. So she's going to a big number. But uh, so that just happened. And then another terrible case this one, uh, a five year old daughter that I don't know if you guys remember this, but up in Cleveland, uh, there were two parents uh, that were not being parents. They had four kids. One's the live in boyfriend. The other's the bio mother. And uh, they had a five year old daughter die with at, at the time she died her bones had quit growing she was only 21 pounds at 5 years old mm. and her stomach ruptured and uh they both got uh, uh about 20 years also for uh, her death
0: yeah murder is one thing kidnapping is a big number. you see the, the federal courts and state courts all they're all, they're all there's a huge distinction yeah, on, that was on state the state and right. stuff yeah. but um yeah kidna- if, uh, kidnapping is typically gets federal jurisdiction and if they if they went to Indiana then that's going to trigger some federal.
2: Yeah. And I think Uh, kidnapping anyway is uh, federal.
0: I had not all kidnapping, but it's really, yeah, no, no, no. So you can have a state court kidnapping. I've had one kidnapping case in in federal court. It was years. It was probably back in the late nineties. Some, uh, some, I don't remember what nation it was. Uh, Maybe I, I forget what it was, but some, uh, I guess an Arab nation of sorts, like the the, the the kids are here and the families. Oh are over there. yeah, right. And like right. uh, a custody you know, deal. So that, that's one of the kids yeah. kidnaps the others because somebody owes money back home. Yeah, and uh, they took the they took the guy to Indianapolis. And I was I did a federal prelim on that. And it was it was. Crazy stuff. Did like they pay TV for that? Shoot. Sounds Did, like a TV
3: movie. Got, Did they get the money for it? Did no, nah,
0: didn't work. There was a ransom demand, and ah. uh, the FBI got FBI got involved. They had helicopters chasing them over to Indiana. It was crazy stuff.
3: Oh my gosh! Sure. Well,
2: speaking of yeah. jails, um, another bit of Ohio news: uh, the General Assembly is moving through a bill to spend two hundred fifty million on uh, upgrading uh, local jails, not Ohio prisons, but Ohio jails. And apparently, we have 89 full-service jails in Ohio. Um, There's 19,000 incarcerated in Ohio jails at any given time. So we
0: only have 89. Full-service ones,
2: as opposed to just like a lockup, but a full-service jail, like meals served, counselors. Yeah, so
0: there's a couple tri-county jails. There's a tri-county jail in uh, London Union and um, maybe Champaign. There's another one down in Hocking.
1: Full service? I mean, like yeah, valet service, no. And no, laundry. Okay. Like it seems thought, like it's probably I like that. that. was a stream service term too. Yeah. 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 How I much think, does it cost? How much does it cost to house a, an inmate? In that's a good
2: question. People? I don't know the answer. But uh, um, probably, I have no idea. And then Ohio prisons, just by the way, population wise, this is interesting. So jails house at any given time nineteen thousand. Ohio's prisons have a population of right around forty five thousand. In, now that's not Fed. That's Ohio. Do you prisons. have any? Do you have
0: any uh, five years ago numbers? I wonder if it's up or down. I don't have that. Be
1: interesting to know. That seems yeah. like a lot of people incarcerated. That seems like a that costs a lot of money. There's the there's that's the a, thing. That's a lot of money. Man. We should just turn them all loose. You know I mean? <laughs> I save a lot well, of they're, money. They're trying. Yeah, yeah. It, that's what I mean. That's yeah. this is the, the lunacy. They build the yeah. facilities, pay the people, and then let everybody out. It's that, crazy. Yeah. That's well, what
2: I mean, Castro did, right? Yeah. One of those uh, one of those uh, phases of the Cuban emigres. Was he? He emptied out his prisons. Say
1: hello to my little friend. Yeah. Go to
3: Florida. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if you've uh, driven downtown recently, Columbus. We'll go. We'll go granular. That there are outdoor bathrooms at out now. Did you notice those little silver things? No. So, yeah. So it took millions of dollars and years of delay, but three prom, uh, th- three permanent downtown bathrooms are finally set to open. They look like that.
2: Where are they at? Like uh, um, uh, Looks like one a, on
3: a, one on long. Looks like a space capsule. Yeah, a little space because I didn't know what it huh. was at first too because I drive by. It. Well, I got to take. So a, what we, would George Costanza say? Yeah, we spent two million dollars <laughs> <laughs> wow. in pandemic relief funds on the project and hired the uh, Capital Crossroads Special Improvement District to administer. But it took years to do this. But oh, how many I'm out sure. there? Apparently Three. I've got one. So the total. It took one thousand five days passed between the first allocation of money and May twenty twenty one, and today's grant. This looks a opening. crapper up. So the const- so that means the installation of the three bathrooms lasted longer than the construction of nationwide. Arena. And how much did they cost? Uh, let's see. What I two million dollars. So the construct- you, know you know who's celebrating that
2: fact? The Air Force, because yeah. nobody will be talking about the eight hundred and eighty dollars toilet seat. Exactly. Seats so,
3: so the insulation lasted longer than the construction of Nationwide Arena, Huntington Park, or lower, Lower.com field. Wow. It's just Colum- uh, a Columbus Metro Library. So branch Steve, is this a, is The this private, crank the private, call? The private this sector. You could make one phone call, right? Yeah. And they put a porta potty like like in yeah, an, like an hour. You could just yeah, you could just bucks.
0: contract somebody
3: exactly. to run porta potty yeah. business. Exactly. So, so the next thing is. God Got to be the signage on that. You know where this is going. (laughs) Here who can who can use well, it at what time? Like I, I you mentioned earlier in the show, right. okay, who's are these, allowed are in these here?
0: Transgender bathrooms. Oh, are you know not? it's
3: got to be. It's got to be. No, uh, so no, it took no. longer than the creation of the giant gavel sculpture that we all know oh, downtown. Christina Johnson's OSU presidency. Well, they did. It do. took uh, longer than, than that. that. And the combined pregnancies of Tyler and Elisa's kids, <laughs> who the reporters' kids, anyway. So <laughs> well, it turns out they it, didn't even need it because they just ever. go right next to my dumpster out here. Apparently, dumpsters well, aren't. That's become a public. Does at least have a heated toilet. Let's see. That it didn't say. Well, like for two million bucks, I'd hope so. I, I'd love to see what the I, cleaning contract some, is. We oh, could Jesus. do some research on it. I guess I, 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 I don't have this. Yeah. It's got to be an elaborate porta port John. If you think about it, there'll be people shagging. It's got well, to be tied to the septic system if it's permanent. Probably, probably. There'll be
2: people shagging in there. I mean, oh it's going to be a nightmare. I can tell you this: people sleep never in
0: there using it. Yeah. Never. never,
2: no, no, we, never going to. It. it has
1: to be clean, Steve. Like, it, there's a little probably a schedule like on a porta potty. This was serviced and put a five star yeah, on dead. it every day. <laughs> I'm sure it's in there. Yeah, there'll, be, sure. there'll be
2: homeless people that sleep that's, in them.
3: That's. Oh, I I'm mean, in the sure. middle of the right. winter, yeah. just
2: go in and sleep? Yeah, there's
3: there's going to be wars. Is there, there is there Wi-Fi in it? I mean, it's important <laughs> yeah, for my <laughs> private time. You've got to scroll a little. Exactly. I, I don't, don't know the yeah. amenities. I guess we could do is research. research a, run. Is I, it a
2: Faraday cage, like a uh,
3: lightning strikes yeah. You're fine. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. our time limit zaps well, uh, zap you. Just, uh, we,
0: we, we jest, but there was a time, speaking of all these 88 counties in Ohio, that you could, and still in some counties, they're still there. They've blocked the access, but you could go to the town square yeah, and walk right up to the courthouse and go down the steps, and you'd be in the the yep. public bathroom. Yeah, and yep. Uh, the water fountain and the public bathroom right right, right in the old courthouse, yeah. all yes. in the basement. you don't get
1: to do that now, I don't think. Right,
0: uh, most I have not seen one open like like it, you can see how the you can see how it used to work but i've not seen one open through you got to go through security for, right now you got to go through think. security and you can't get in and most of the doors they are locked they won't let you take a cell phone in or they or they've remodeled them such that you can't even get in anymore Damn.
2: like so. like uh, Lincoln county's courthouse you can't take your cell phone into
0: the courthouse unless you're special you could get in if you oh, have a yeah, degree. If you, you, you got to show your bar card
1: I like, mm. you know, those old courthouses are great. You know, they got the asbestos, the lead, just old school. Like you know, you're, you know you're in old stuff. school, yeah. And it's just, they're just perfectly fine. Justice. And those bathrooms are go to the floor urinal, not those little ones that just hanging out. There's the yes. whole thing. You know, so it's like peeing you know, on a wall. Yeah, Christ, right, right. Yeah. I've well, always
3: wondered why you could not. I've heard there's some kind of regulation that you course. can't, you can't put a, a urinal in your home. Oh yeah, you can. Can you?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, at least I, people do. I,
0: mean, I thought
3: I've, I I've heard that. Uh, houses reason. Where I, to,
1: yeah. I, I think, think that a, that to me chi- I would love. I think it's the chick factor. I don't think chicks dig those in the house. Well, I, I think it's a a, a natural th- law. Therein a lies law the problem. Law. Make some
3: urinal that looks good.
1: We could get See? this company. That just did the por- the permanent. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they must yeah. have specialty. the knack for it. It's right. A specialty. Make it right. look like uh, whatever. You know, right. Like I mean, we have machine.
2: we have overregulated toilets. Isn't like, it the uh, one and a half gallon flush thing? Yeah. And useless. People will bring in Mexican <laughs> toilets <laughs> to get the full flush in their big houses. Like there's right, an underground right. economy for. For big flush toilets. But as you
3: mentioned, you know, Steve had to go through some upgrade for the bathrooms here in the studio, and those are nice toilets. Yeah. They put on a show for you. They
0: do. I went right into Home Depot, picked them up, installed them myself.
3: I I can imagine they're pretty efficient. It does a swirly
2: thing. I want to know, would it work in Australia, like... It goes opposite. It goes opposite. opposite. Well, but his, Steve's, uh, his, the jets are already pointed a certain way out of the ceramic. So
1: Now you're going against natural law. Yeah, right. You take it to Australia. It just drops. It doesn't do anything. It
2: might put the shit back into the water supply. I don't know. It might go backwards.
1: I was just listening to the comedy show and, and later the cable guy was like, you know, you send these toys now. As soon as you stand up, boom, it's gone. (laughs) You don't even get to look and enjoy your work, right? You can't get a photo. You can't do anything. And now it's just gone. You're like, what just happened? Robo poop. Share with your buddies. (laughs) Did you see the size of that?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Scatological humor at at eight in the morning.
0: (laughs) So we got tax season right around the corner. What's going on over there at Harper Plus?
1: Well, you know, it's uh, it's the the greatest time of the year. It's like oh. Christmas. Um, so the big deadlines people got coming up: March fifteenth, March fifteenth, corporate; April fifteenth, personal. You can always extend till September and October if you want, but you still got to pay. Still got to pay. You you no. can filing your taxes on the date, uh, the initial April fifteenth. You can do that if you want, but you don't have to. You have until October fifteenth, but you always got to pay your taxes either quarterly, rateably, or mm-hmm. by April 15th. If you end up owing at any time after that and you file, you will get a penalty and in interest
3: for that. So, so isn't there a deadline for, like, K-1 form? I mean, aren't you supposed to get something by the end of January? I'm still getting crap in the middle of February. So now. there's the, we'll call them the normal people
1: that are not involved in
3: businesses. They're okay. supposed to get their most of their
1: things by the end of January, right. usually middle of February is when everything comes okay. in, W-2s, 1099s. But K-1s from business returns generally... The accountants and the firms are because everybody owns different companies all rolling up together. You have until September 15th to get those in. because Really? It, well, wow, you know how okay. hard it is to close out oh, just sure. your own individual taxes. All now right. you do a business and that business owns three okay. other businesses. you all got to wait for that first business to get done and then they get done. Then it rolls to the next group. Then it okay. goes to the next one. Then so it rolls there's up really
3: to you. no deadline for uh, other than kind of a gentleman's agreement to the end of January? Um, no, the, the rule is, the rule is for, for
1: 1099s, W-2s, and things like that, you have to right. send those things out. But if you have a brokerage account, usually okay. you have right. a little bit of time for those okay. because, again, they're waiting for all these companies to roll things up. It, right. is in, it is so hard to do all the reporting that has all to happen right. by the – like that 1099s, you have to close somebody's books out yeah. to send out 1099s to all their vendors. That's a big undertaking to sure. close everything up by January 31st in the middle of taxis. But, yeah, that's the big okay. thing. All right. Um, but always – Always, uh, you know, get your extension filed so you don't get a penalty for not filing because that's what the government really doesn't like. That's where you really get in trouble. But the paying, just write your check and pay it. If you overpay, great. You get it back. Mm-hmm. If you underpay, you're going to pay some penalty and in interest. So generally, give them a little bit more just to make sure because if you're in that situation you don't know, always overpay. You'll get it back. Mm-hmm. It's no big deal. You can roll it to next year mm-hmm. if you're that kind of kind of person. But yeah. or, or,
3: or you don't have to even guess by using you that would be an option that some would
1: Don't want to do not even guess you just kind of predict the future no going to in, gonna in be.
0: 20 30 years i filed two extensions i think and they were both cuz i had to for very one was going through some domestic relations issues and the it other happens. was uh was uh, covid issues
1: so yep. hmm. and and there's it's there for a reason because again it creates an um to to try to do as a as a tax preparer all across the board it's really really hard if you were that's the, the equivalent would be as a, a doctor servicing people through a pandemic and you have to see everybody in two months mm. versus see them throughout the year mm-hmm, so mm. it puts an unnatural burden on the client the the taxpayer to try to get all the stuff together and then you're trying to get your tax preparer to come in there and do what you have to do so some clients you can get them done they're pretty straightforward other ones there's a lot of moving parts it extends the time, so it's not a like just an absolute anarchy movement to try to figure mm-hmm. it out. You got some time to do it. You kind of know what you're going to owe, but the filing and putting it all together, filing extension is perfectly fine. And
0: then you know, it used to be, so people I think get a little bit uh, intimidated because you got the Harper Plus thing, you got the consulting thing, you got all this stuff going on, but you got something else happening for the people who don't need all that going on right now.
1: Yeah, you know, there's a uh, it's there's a a, a gap right now in the industry of there's, it's very hard 20 years ago to do a personal return would take you on a scale of, you know, one to 10, it would probably take you a like a two or a three of effort and regulation and uh, things you had to do. Today, that same client is going to be like a seven. There's that much more work to be done. The perception of what the accountant, the CPA, the tax preparer does and how much it should cost is not The reality of what it really is today. It just takes more effort to do things. And so the client that just needs the task of doing a tax return, nobody wants to do the task as a professional because you can't make money on that because you're trying to give advice at the same time and you're tasking your highest level people doing a a menial task because it's not that hard. It's just a process you go through. So your only choices are to go to an H&R Block or Liberty or whatever like that. And you're not really getting, you're getting some of this working three months a year and you don't see them the rest of the year and their fees are what they are. So there's a, there's a need to have a like a CPAs, EAs do the work that's there all year, gives great service. What's an EA? Enrolled agent. Okay. And uh-huh. you can practice in front of the IRS and you have a little more thing that's an average, you know, guy hanging up their shingle, you gotta do some, you know, accreditation to to do this. So we started another firm that basically, Pure Tax, that basically says, hey, the basic tax return, we're going to have somebody do it, but there's really no advice because you don't need advice. You just need your return done, but you want something better than an HR block, but there's really not anybody else out there that's going to do that mid-range thing.
0: And it's called, you've created a business called?
1: Pure Tax. Pure Tax. Pure Tax. So that's just a sideline. We, we value at a client. Do they just need a tax return done because a lot of people do, and- Nobody wants to go to an HR Black because there's no relationship there. Somebody took a 12-week class and they're doing your tax rate and they're not there all year and they do a fine job on what they do, but it's not what people want at that next level up. So yeah. put them into pure tax, but if somebody needs the advice and they need some planning and they got they have questions and they get these K1s mm-hmm. and I got married filing separate and what do I do about my dependent care benefits and should I get a nanny or not? That becomes more an advisory client, and that goes on the Harper CPA Plus side where they need the the relationship for the advice on that, and then when you do the planning and then it's a more robust fee because you're getting more value for that. But the general population, they do not understand in the industry, they have not trained their yeah, clients sure. and the, the people that it's really hard to do what we do. There's a lot of regulation when people just think it's the same every year, and it's, it's just not. So that's uh, really the push now is to kind of educate clients more of, what this means to file a tax return or to predict your results because you have things that you can kind of maneuver and make choices that give you better results. Well, cool.
0: Um, Norm, any other nuggets you want to hit before we kill it?
2: Well, I mean, you know, I think uh, we should spend some time down the road talking about some of the crazy national uh, court cases. We had this, uh, just to preview future shows, guys, Uh, we had this uh, lady was high on, marijuana, stabbed her boyfriend 108 times, no jail time, two years of probation, 100 hours of service. And it's a very unique finding that the judge made. So I think we need to talk about that. We need to talk about the E. Jean Carroll case, defamation case, 83 million. Uh, and, you know, I just think that those are, with Steve being a defense attorney, I think those our, our future grist for the mill.
0: Yeah, we'll do some, we'll do some yes. breakdown on that stuff. But that's for the future. Yeah. And, and those stories aren't going away. So no. we got plenty of time to get no. them covered. Well, Glenn, thanks for coming in today, man. Well, this was uh, most helpful. Pleasure to be here. We, uh, you know, as, as everybody now knows, across the globe, Harbor Plus Accounting, and now Pure Tax, sponsoring Common Sense Ohio. you got to feel so special.
1: Uh, I don't know if I'm I funny huh? <laughs> or, or funny <laughs> weird. I don't know. I Of course feels fuzzy and Feels fuzzy and warm. Of course. It's hey, a, well. the dream of everybody is to, you know, bring value, bring, uh, opportunity. And for what you guys are doing here, it's, it's a, it's a pleasure to be part of something where you're just common sense. Thanks, How hard fun. can this be? Why don't people understand it? Who are the idiots making the rules, and why does everybody just go along with it? So it's a, it's a wonderful thing.
0: Yeah, now, you know what? We, before yeah. we close, there was we did have a a, uh, a heckler
2: <laughs>
1: telling us telling
0: us we don't know anything about taxes. What was the issue, Norm? Yeah, oh, he he, he he
2: basically was was trying to make some kind of a point that we didn't understand the difference between a deduction and a credit, and and you know, of course, we did, but and we do understand that. But you know, he was flipping out. That,
1: you know, those are two different things, those but are two, they're, completely some different. Are, one is better than the other. Other ones you don't get, and other ones you do get. So it's a circumstantial thing, but yeah. Right. All right.
3: right. Well, it's all... <laughs> God. I'll right. talk to him. I'll teach him. Shaking so, his bony so, finger at us. If, you know, if you oh, can catch you. him while he drives by. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. All right.
0: Well, With that, we're going to wrap it up. Another riveting hour and change of Common Sense Ohio, where you can check us out at commonsenseohioshow.com, brought to you by the man himself, Harper Plus Accounting, Glenn Harper, uh, where we are coming at you right from the middle each and every week, at least until now.